Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson Show, hour number two. And for those of you who are uh, concerned about the federal government shutdown, the debt ceiling arriving, we can't cut anything. Oh, my God, we're, we've cut everything to the quick. No, no, not really. Tuesday report <clears throat> by the GAO, Government Accountability Office, revealed the Department of Defense uh, failed its fifth audit in a row after it could not account for at least $20, $220 billion in government-furnished property. Well, Wow. Yeah, the DOBD has been mandated by the federal government to complete audits since 1994. Since launching its first independent audit in 2017, the Pentagon has never passed. The Pentagon failed its fifth audit in November after the agency could not prove expenditures for 61% of its $3.5 trillion in assets. To perform this year's overall audit of the DOD, which is expected to cost $218 million, the agency's aggregated 27 separate audits conducted by 1,600 auditors. And they found a whole hell of a lot of uh, lack of accountability. The GAO study reported that uh, what auditors alerted the DOD in 2001 that the agency failed to keep track of its government-furnished property. DOD's lack of accountability over government property and the possession of contractors has been reported by auditors for decades. The, this longstanding issue affects the accountability and reporting of the GFP and is one of the reasons DOD is unable to produce auditable financial statements. That found, sounds all fancy and everything. <clears throat> But it means that your money is not being managed well. Even by the DOD. I know, again, I'm a big supporter of the military and everything. But the Department of Defense isn't uh, about the uh, the soldiers in the field. Uh, last year, you may recall Joe Biden, before he gave our military members a uh, desperately needed pay increase, uh, they were recommending uh, and, and sharing information on how to get food stamps with our soldiers. So, uh, So there's that. Yeah, it's time for the government to finally, it's, it's time for a little come up. It's, we've been talking about it forever. Uh, we've been talking about it forever. Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. He hasn't fixed anything that was a problem when he got there. He hasn't fixed Social Security, hasn't fixed infrastructure, hasn't fixed schools, hasn't fixed health care, hasn't done anything. Because they need a constant crisis. It's time for the government to start living like we do with less. With less. Uh, let's go to Matthew in Richmond, Virginia. He wants to uh, comment about the uh, the DOJ, the corrupt DOJ, which has a double standard with regard to Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. What's up, my friend? 
How you doing, sir? It's good to listen to your show. I love it. Thank you. Uh, I, look, I was a police officer for 30 years in this area here, and um, the DOJ, I don't understand how the president can appoint this guy. I think they need to do it another way so you kind of get a little bit more uh, left biased stuff in there, uh, like maybe Supreme Court or a, a special group of equal Democrats and Republicans, and they vote on it, not let the president do it, because he could put his wife, he could put his buddy in there, and, and nothing's ever going to get done, just like the FBI. You know, you, you put your a friend of your, you know, a donor or your a buddy, and this is what happens. You get this corruption right here. It's, uh, it's obvious. Well, ex- exactly. And um, Robert Hur is who you're talking about. And uh, from what I can gather, what I know about him, he is a uh, an apparatchik of the uh, of the Democrat Party of the left in this country. Uh, a lot of people are saying that. I, I don't know him personally, but it, it doesn't surprise me at all, uh, considering all of the crap that they've done. Did you know that <clears throat> the two, uh, the the two people who were instrumental in creating the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania went on to get plum gigs as ambassadors to the United States when Joe Biden became the president. There's another thing, another layer that we need to uh, to we need to add there. Um, Matthew, you were you were a rank and file police officer in the Richmond area. Yes, sir. Did you ever think about, let me, let me ask you this. You're a police officer. You know, I grew up, we always thought the FBI was the deal. They were uh, uncorruptible. Um, what, do you, what do you have to say about the FBI and the DOJ as a, as a law enforcement officer with what's going on and what's being discovered about those agencies? Well, uh, I'm not a big fan of the FBI. I have friends in the FBI that I can trust, and I know they're... they're um, uh, they're loyal and, and, and want to, you know, do the right thing. But, you know, you can just look back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing people say it's the rank and file. Well, you know what? It's not. It's, it's also in the, uh, the lower echelon as, as, as well, because uh, it's just, I don't know. It, just, it gets frustrating. I sit there and I watch it. Well, there are there are rank and file members who raided Mar-a-Lago. You know, yes, they, yes. they 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 followed the orders. Uh, fortunately, there are a few whistleblowers that are making a difference, but you would expect that there would be many more. Uh, I know what it's like to try to keep your job, but there's a point where you got to go. Really, do I want to be a part of this uh, this organization anymore? Um, so you know, I'm not trying to cast dispersions. I'm not saying that the only malfeasance happens in the upper echelons of the FBI and the DOJ. Uh, it, it's just it's systemic. I'll just say it's systemic. I believe it is. Thanks for the phone call. I had mentioned this piece from Seamus Bruner. This is a pretty fast, I mean, it's really fascinating. Listen to this. And I'll post it on my social media. Uh, He is a a, a director of research, the Government Accountability Institute, author of Compromised How Money and Politics Drive FBI Corruptions. Um, While addicted to drugs, cavorting with prostitutes and making a deal with businessmen tied to the highest levels of the Chinese intelligence, Hunter Biden lived in the house where Joe Biden stored classified documents. Now, usually when you're, you know, you get paid by the CEFC, they expect a little something, something in return. If they're going to buy it, you better put out, in other words. <laughs> That's so sexist. No, it's just an analogy. On a background check application dated uh, July 2018, Hunter Biden claimed that he, may, he paid $49,910 in rent. 
and that his current residence at the time was uh, on Barley Mill Road in Delaware. Yeah. Uh, And he listed it as a primary residence on at least one form of identification, identification, including his driver's license. Used the same address as his billing address for his personal credit card and Apple account as well. All right. According to a background check document, Hunter claimed that he paid rent from 2017 until 2018, about 11 months uh, at the Wilmington address, leading some to wonder if he was paying rent to his father, who uh, owned the home since 1996. But Hunter apparently filled out the form in error. Contrary to some reporting, Hunter Biden was not paying his father $49,910 a month. That figure represents the amount Hunter was paying to rent prime office space at a prestigious house in Sweden in Was- of Sweden in Washington, D.C. Okay? Nevertheless, the period that Hunter Biden claimed he was living at the, uh, the house in Delaware overlaps the time multiple Biden family members were taking money from foreign businessmen linked to the highest levels of Chinese Communist Party intelligence apparatus. Huh. Given the uh, discovery of the classified documents at multiple unsecure locations, the timeline of the Biden's Chinese business deals paints a troubling picture. Now pay attention because it gets a little thick. It's a little thick. Beginning in late 2015, while his father was still president, Hunter Biden began making plans to meet with officials from the Chinese energy company CEFC. CEFC, at least four of its principals and associates, Yi Yanming, Patrick Ho, listen to that name, Gangwen Dong, a ho and a dong, uh, and Jackie Bao have been linked to the Chinese government and its military intelligence apparatus. Hunter once described Patrick Ho as the bleeping spy chief of China. <clears throat> yeah. Cute nickname. Many observers viewed the CEFC as a state-directed uh, entity. CNN, for instance, reported in 2018 from the yellow stars in its logo to the fact that it had China in its name, a privilege normally reserved for state-owned agencies. CEFC China enjoys or energy, energy's messaging strongly suggested state ties. By early 2017, Hunter was directly corresponding with CEFC personnel and flew to Miami in February of that year to meet with CEFC Chairman Yi Yanming during his trip. Yi Yanming gave Hunter a 3.16 carat diamond valued at $80,000. Okay. When Hunter Biden's ex-wife discovered that he obtained something of such immense value, she had her divorce attorney send an urgent email seeking to determine the whereabouts of the diamond, secure the asset before Hunter could dissipate it. (laughs) After the fateful uh, February 2017 meeting with Yee, around the same time, Hunter claimed to have moved into the Wilmington house where classified documents were, were found. The Biden's business with CEFC then exploded. Nine days after the Miami meeting, Hunter received two separate wire transfers of $3 billion, which the Department of Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement flagged as suspicious, and they've done nothing about it since. Between April 2017, September 2018, CEFC and its affiliates affiliates funneled money, millions of dollars to the Bidens, mostly Hunter, but some of that money flowed to Joe Biden's brother and sister-in-law, James and Sarah. Joe Biden met with Hunter's business partners during that time. Oh, weird. He said he didn't. All the while, top secret and sensitive compartmented information documents were just lying around unsecured rooms, easily accessible by the Bidens and their associates, which makes you kind of wonder, you know, you're getting money from China. What are you paying for? Uh-huh. 
James Biden, Joe's Biden, was central in the business uh, dealings with CEFC. One of Hunter Biden's former business associates, Tony Bobolinsky, messaged another associate, James Giller, in uh, 2017, wondering what is the deal with Jim Biden as he once uh, wasn't part of the discussion and now seems a focal point, likely alluding to Hunter's addictions, by the way. Excuse me. I apologize. Mm. Again, it gets a little thick here. Bobolinsky met with Hunter James and Joe Biden for at least an hour on the evening of May 2nd, 2017. He alleges they discussed the Biden family business dealings with China, with which the former vice president was plainly familiar. May 13, 2017, Gilyar emailed Bobolinsky an equity breakdown of a new business venture involving CEFC, wherein Gillian proposed Hunter will hold a 20% equity stake and 10% will be held for the big guy. The chairman of CEFC, Yi Yanming, has been linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, and CNN reported that Yi was a suspected princeling of People's Liberation Army top brass. That's CNN. Yeah. Summer of 2017 correspondences, Hunter sent best wishes from the entire Biden family, and Yi concluded his reply, quote, please accept my best regards for you and your family. Between uh, February 2017, December 2018, tens of millions, perhaps more than $150 million, flowed between a dizzying web of CEFC-linked companies and shell corporations, and some of that money went directly into the Biden family coffers. On August 8, 2017, CEFC wired $5 million to an entity called Hudson West. That same day, Hudson West began wiring payments that would ultimately total $4,700,000 to Hunter Biden's Owasco LLC. Owasco sent 20 wires totaling $1,398,000 to James and Sarah Biden's consulting firm. Oh, it gets better. And I've got more. Uh, And again, it's going to get really intense here in just a second because you're going to kind of begin to realize that all of this has been covered by uh, covered up by the DOJ. Um, The Biden family is in deep doo doo. I mean, seriously, deep doo doo. We have never seen this sort of corruption. I don't believe certainly in my lifetime, but I would also venture to say in American history. I'll share the details on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. We got a lot of stuff to get to right now and focused on this uh, classified document story because it's important and because uh, this is the year um, uh, Joe Biden's presidency ends. Uh, for a number of reasons, for a number of reasons, um, it already ended when uh, the Democrat Party lost the House uh, and should have lost the Senate. But anyway, this piece by Seamus Bruner, who is the director of uh, research at the Government Accountability Institute, uh, continues with regard um Hunter Biden was ultimately paid $1 million through his Owasco LLC to represent a guy named Patrick Ho, the chief spy of China. All right. Hunter agreed to represent Ho, which is kind of interesting because it's the first time Hunter was ever hired by a Ho. It's kind of weird that way. He just, wah. Patrick Ho was arrested November 18, 2017, was convicted in December 2018 on international bribery and money laundering. 
Why, why would the Bidens want to associate themselves with low lives like that? <laughs> Ho's first phone call from jail was to James Biden. He was looking for Otter and James Biden to give him uh, Hunter Biden's contact information. Notably, Hunter Biden had never been a serious attorney. I mean, you know, snorting Parmesan cheese. Yeah, I want him as my attorney. Not even if he was running late night ads, three in the morning. Have you been injured in an accident? Hold on. I'm snorting some crack here. Hire me. I'm Hunter Biden. Sure. So he was uh, receiving $1 million, or $1 million to represent Ho. He is notable given that Hunter was apparently living in a house with classified documents at the time. <laughs> September of 2017, CEFC-linked companies provided three separate credit cards for Hunter, James, and Sarah Biden. These credit cards allowed the Bidens to go on extravagant shopping sprees and racked up more than $100,000 in purchases. Also in 2017, Hunter Biden leased a plush office space at the House of Sweden for an entity called the Biden Foundation and for a CEFC branch. A September 2017 email shows Hunter requesting keys uh, to the office for Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Jim Biden, a Chairman Yee, a CEFC emissary. And he paid $49,910 in rent. Spring of 2018, the business with CEFC was beginning to fall apart. Patrick Ho was tainted. Imagine that, a tainted Ho. Uh, by his international bribery charges, and Yi Yanming was under investigation in China for suspected economic crimes, and it essentially vanished after detention by CCP officials. And yet, through all of this, there is a massive double standard. Uh, Donald Trump had classified documents that he is allowed to have. Joe Biden had them all over the place, and they're trying to make it go away. Here's Tom Cotton this morning talking about the double standard. Provided I can get my computer to unfreeze. Hold on one second. Here we go. When they found out that Donald Trump might have had classified information at Mar-a-Lago, they sent an FBI team to raid that site. With Joe Biden, they allowed his own partisan lawyers to search his home and search his office. This is kind of like you see in other cases in which law enforcement has been weaponized. Well, wait, wait. Really? The DOJ has been weaponized against who? On behalf of partisan friends. Last summer, for instance, you had FBI raids at the homes of pro-life activists for the grave crime of singing hymns in front of abortion clinics. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. crisis pregnancy centers had been vandalized and even firebombed, and we still don't have a single arrest in any of those cases. Over I think that's probably more troubling to most Americans is the unfair and uneven enforcement of the law. Yeah, 100%. It's beyond corrupt. It's contemptible. It needs to be shut down. People need to go to jail. Sean in Live Oak, California. Welcome to the show, my friend. What's up? Well, hi there. Greetings from Wesley Tardio. <laughs> yes. What's up, man? Well, uh, just a quick aside. Uh, I came across something that I sent it to you, but uh, and it's a Joe Biden uh, doormat. It says, oh. wipe, wipe your feet here on Joe Biden's face. Do I have to? Uh, really? I'll have to. I'll have to. I would definitely put that in my front door. What oh. else is on your mind today, dude? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll forward to you that email. But uh, I just. You were been commenting mostly today, but this sort of unequal treatment. You know, uh, I remember the raid on Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. and then just this total kid drugs uh, gloves treatment of Joe Biden, and yeah. and he did. This was all from when he was the vice president, and the vice president has no authority on these documents. Yeah. Well, you know. Bio? Or uh, uh, Sean, uh, no, no. The only thing he can do, the only way he got them, is he stole them. 
Yeah. The the the, uh, the vice president has no uh, ability or purview to do that. He took them. It is unlawful for him to have them. But it doesn't surprise me as far as the unequal justice. Right now we have dozens of people sitting in a prison in Washington, D.C. for the offense of being on Capitol Hill grounds or being led into the Capitol on January the 6th. They've been without counsel. They've been denied water, sometimes food, toiletries. They, uh, they have been denied court dates, and they've been sitting there for two years without a trial. <clears throat> it is time to blow the lid off this DOJ. This is just the tip of the iceberg as far as the corruption that we have suspected, and more is coming. It's going to get big and ugly. 2023, the new American Revolution coming up. Al Gore at Davos. Stick around. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your gold. Start today with the free info kit. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. Ah. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now, we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, we're winning, right? I, I know that you were disappointed by the midterms. There's a lot of reasons for the midterms. Uh, the uh, Democrat Party has a massive ballot harvesting operation going. It's been going forever. If you ever lived in a place like Cincinnati or uh, Pittsburgh or uh, Philadelphia, you know, it's it's not uncommon. It's just uh, been, uh, you know, they just put the pedal to the metal on it. But we're winning. Disney had to fire their CEO for woke nonsense. We're rejecting uh, companies like Netflix. Uh, we're rejecting uh, all of these woke corporations. Uh, sooner or later, it's going to catch up with pro sports. We already beat them on the whole uh, kneeling during the national anthem, all the BLM nonsense. Uh, and uh, the latest uh, headline is that shares of 
EV makers have plummeted. Tesla's down 69%, Rivian down 90%, Lucid. I don't know how you could be Lucid and own an electric car. But anyway, down 86%. The uh, headline is the, the Tesla halo effect is gone. Uh, anytime you need to mandate uh, a vehicle, um, it's not going to work out so well. All right? Uh, Joe Biden attempted to make the EV the uh, people's car. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? The people's car. If I translated that to another language, what it would be. Oh, Volkswagen. Yeah, Volkswagen. Uh, Volkswagen uh, was able to continue after uh, Adolf Hitler made it the people's car. But uh, EVs are for posers. And that's the problem. And uh, they require the mining of uh, metals that uh, are uh, extremely bad for the environment, usually involving children working in mines in Africa. Yeah, I know, I know, right? That's that's kind of how uh, the the Chinese operate. They enslave people. And then, of course, when the uh, the EVs um, uh, catch fire, they don't go out. It's like the China syndrome. And also, if you try to tow anything or go up and down hills or you know anything, uh, they're worthless. They're absolutely worthless. So I told you you that uh ev if you have an ev i, I godspeed you know you, you made the choice you 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 made the the choice but i'm going to tell you right now you better love that ev because a couple years from now it'll be absolutely worthless all right and you won't be able to afford a new battery for it so there's that there's that let's talk a little bit about what's um well uh, let's talk about uh What's going on in uh, in Davos? But first, we have to set it up with a uh, a theme song about uh, climate change, climate alarmism, which has always been a hoax. Yes, it's only an Al Gore scam. Doot, doot. Just a climate change fantasy. Doot, doot. It's all liberal make believe to destroy the economy. It's a sinister Al Gore scheme doot, doot. to spread grief and cause misery. Doot, doot. Ten dollar a gallon gas and no electricity. <laughs> I've got no shame. Hey, as I show on Meet the Press, I've got no shame. I must confess, I'm a big fat mess. It's a global warming scheme. Do, do. Just as phony as it can be. Always has been. But it's making a billionaire out of hypocrites like me. Watch your power bill triple soon. Say goodbye to your SUV. Just wait till we confiscate your new HDTV. I try to touch my TV, particularly uh, for this weekend's Chiefs game. I say it's a Chiefs game because, you know, I live in Kansas City and I'm a Chiefs fan. So uh, here's Al Gore. He's at Davos. Davos is a place that literally is it is a metaphor for what the Democrat Party and many in the Republican Party at the higher echelons of power are attempting to make our country into. It is an elitist cabal that uh, leads everyone. It is the proletariat, and we are the... Bourgeois, we are the ones who will feast on the crumbs. They go over, they can fly over in private jets, create all the carbon they want because they know it doesn't make any difference. And most of the people, at the, like 40% of the people at the conference live within like 150 miles of that place. And they could easily take a train, but they choose to fly a private jet, which you and I will probably never do. I've never been in a private jet, by the way. Never. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. 
Something Al Gore let slip. I'm going to go to the unhinged Al Gore in a second. Something he did let slip yesterday was the giant scam that was the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, I said it had nothing to do with reducing inflation. And, um, duh, uh, half of it went to uh, IRS agents to uh, uh, criminalize anything, go after a group of Americans, you know, white supremacists, Trump supporters, MAGA fascists, and all that, find anything in their tax returns for the last 10 years that they could use as a cudgel to uh, shut them down, go after them, take their finances, destroy their lives. And then there's the other half of the uh, sham that was the Inflation Reduction Act. In my country, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which is primarily a climate uh, act, 369. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I thought it was about inflation reduction. They were responding to the American people suffering with regard to inflation, what was created by the government, because they don't know how to uh, temper their spending. Billion, which will actually be much larger than that because the heavy lifting is done by tax credits that uh, are very long-term. Some of them actually open-ended. There you go. So uh, not only did you get totally screwed by the bill, you're going to be screwed uh, in ad finitum, all right, meaning for a very, very long time. Um, this is my friend uh, Rob Schmidt at Newsmax with a uh, what I think a great way to tee up Al Gore's unhinged global climate change warming killer bees uh, murder hornets. Uh, rave yesterday, uh, Mr. Rob Schmidt, who you should watch every night, by the way. I'm going to put this out there. I'm not a climate change denier per se. I don't like pollution in our oceans or smokestacks dumping black. Oh, I do. I love dirty water and filthy air. Don't even care. No, I like to drink lead-tainted water. No, no, nobody does. Into our skies, but like most normal Americans, I know when I'm being lied to. I can tell when somebody's exaggerating to get a reaction or to get what they want. You know why? Because he's not stupid, and neither are you. And of course, that is Climate Change 101. I sounded like uh, Christian Bale is Batman there for a second. Overselling the heck out of the danger so they can get their way sooner. And of course, there's all sorts of incentives there. There's power and money and everything else. Money, money, money. The problem is, Wanting to get their way, well, their way is a complete dismantling of the Western way of life. Oh, so yeah. many of the things that we enjoy about living in the West in yeah. this world. Today, Al Gore over-exaggerated... Oligarchy. That's what they want. ...rated everything that he said. He talked about why our oceans are boiling, <laughs> even claiming that the millions of migrants we're seeing at our southern border are climate refugees. Take a listen to this. And here is Al Gore we going to bring these emissions down and and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context people are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space that's the that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen the troposphere yeah troposphere it's been around for oh, about five billion years uh and it's only five to seven kilometers thick yeah kind of like the top of your head that's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could oh, drive a God. car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas yeah, depending on traffic. pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000.
100,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs. And that comes from the Institute of Pulling Figures Out of Your Ass. It's exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating... Boiling the oceans. You know, we need we need about 500 billion canisters of, uh, what is it, Old Bay. I love that stuff on crab, on shrimp. It's fantastic. These atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land. The rain bombs. When the hell did a rain bomb happen? Oh, is that what's happening the uh, on the West Coast? The, uh, the rain that is coming to California that's always been a desert, and they finally get some rain to replenish their reservoir and they're still complaining about it. And then creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Oh, you're high and you always have been. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What? No, 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 no. You, you have to have borders. It's not xenophobia. Uh, and by the way, it's not climate refugees coming to the United States. Uh, if anything, uh, we should have people leaving, right? Because don't we have rain bombs? Didn't we just have a climate emergency a hurricane in Florida? Why would people migrate here for climate change when we have climate change here? Right? It's climate change causing the storms and the tornadoes and all that stuff that happened in our country. Why in the hell would people come here? Are we the only country in the world that doesn't have climate change? We should be going there. About a billion. We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had. And we need have had and we need to make some changes. Yeah, um, he's been wrong about everything. He said Kilimanjaro would be without uh, ice and snow altogether. Kilimanjaro was perfectly fine. Every one of his predictions have been wrong. Every person who's ever predicted the end of the earth, there's one thing that end of the earth prediction have in common, and they've all been wrong. That's it. Here, here's an example. This is an NBC special. This was in the height of uh, of uh, Matt Lauer is playing grab ass at work, uh, talking about uh, all of the things that are coming. This is like 15 years ago. Today, life on earth is disappearing faster than the days when dinosaurs breathed their last, but for a very different reason. Why is that, Matt? Us homo sapiens are turning out to be as destructive a force as any asteroid. Hey, that's homophobic for homo sapiens. Earth's intricate web of ecosystems thrived for millions of years as natural paradises. Until we came along, paved paradise, and put up a parking lot. Oh, God, he had to quote Joni Mitchell. My God in heaven. Wow. Wow. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. It always has been nonsense. It was global cooling. It was, I'm, I'm old now, I was a little kid. Killer bees were coming. And then when COVID came, there were murder hornets. Weren't there murder hornets coming? And every time they make these predictions, they always end up doing a face plant because it's based on crap and politics and behavioral control. They decided to make this. Oh, that is a pollutant. It is carbon dioxide. They decided years ago that carbon was the enemy, even though we are a carbon-based life form. Right now, that's the only kind of life form we know of because this is the only place in the universe that we know of that has life, and it's based on carbon. So they decided to make it into carbon so they could control every, every, every aspect of your life.
And then you see old uh, Joe Manchin, who a lot of people give the benefit of the doubt to, even though he is a reliable leftist who occasionally changes his stance. Or, like, for instance, he didn't vote for the New Green Deal. He just, uh, you know, made some back green de- uh, room de- deals, waited a year, and then uh, made that New Green Deal into a Inflation Reduction Act, and then he was perfectly fine with voting for it. Here he is talking about in Davos shutting down free speech. Like he's completely down with the nonsense that we've been through with regard to the deep state, the mainstream media, and uh, and big tech. Listen to Joe Manchin. The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. <laughs> wow. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, that you can basically um, personify the extremes, somebody who is extremely right or extremely left, and it seems like that is the majority speaking. They're not the majority, but they're basically driving everybody to make a decision. What side are you on? Are you on this side or this side? It's not driving anybody to make a decision. It is expressing your opinion online. And if you decide to uh, believe that opinion, you do. But everybody is, has a right, at least in this country, to do so. Coming up, Maria Bartiromo. Fox News, for some reason, finds some sort of value to broadcasting live from Davos. And Joe Manchin apologizes. That's on the other side of the break. This is The Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's The Rob Carson Show. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. Now that is uh, Leonard Nimoy, a.k.a. Mr. Spock. Back in the 1970s, from when I was a little kid. Yeah, I'm real super old, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, that was in the 1970s when they said that there was a coming ice age. I remember that. And it's kind of interesting, all of these uh, panic things, the global warming, global cooling, now climate change, because climate change covers everything, meaning, you know, it could, uh, you know, I, I don't know, an elephant could fart. Uh, who knows? But anyway, all the, the climate change covers everything. It's kind of like carbon. covers everything covers everything but the amazing thing is they always ask for the same thing you to consume less you to live by a lower standard you to become impoverished while the rich while the elites you know live high on the hog yeah that's what it's all about kids that's what it's all about here is joe manchin apologizing and for those who missed it this is what joe manchin yesterday in davos anybody in davos i'm sorry uh, you got to kind of wonder why they're there um and i'll share <clears throat> actually uh, donald trump was there and, and it was a good thing back in 2018 i'll explain why but here is uh, joe manchin this is what he said the other day yesterday all right, I'm waiting for this. Hold on one second again. I got these technical The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. Okay, so he said that uh, the problem is that people can express themselves on social media and uh, nobody will steer the conversation toward the desired uh, narrative that generally uh, is associated with 
the government line, global warming, global cooling, whatever. Here he is yesterday on Maria Bartiromo's show. For some reason, Fox thinks it's a good idea to broadcast from from uh, Davos. And here he is apologizing. And it is time now for the Hot Topic Buzz. That was Senator Joe Manchin yesterday. Hey, man, time for the Hot Topic Buzz, everybody. Does everybody look forward to the Hot Topic Buzz, or is it just kind of a stupid name for a segment? And Davos on the stage, he got a lot of heat for it uh, about that panel discussion on the Internet. Uh, I sat down with the senator earlier, and he clarified. I totally apologize, because it was, I, I didn't explain it properly. That was a problem. <laughs> the open press that we have, which is absolutely the, the, the bedrock for democracy. Okay? Sure. But there's so much, there's so much access. Like uh, disinformation or misinformation beyond out there? What is that? So uh, it used to be to where something was said and it was accepted and that was it now it's said to where you can find a social media platform you can find somebody that'll agree with you well yeah it used to be if you said something that was it well who the hell's saying it what what, what does this mean well it means that he is deciding what is truth that's what labeling things misinformation and disinformation are all about L- listen to this again listen to, he really he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't make his position any better listen to what he said uh, it used to be to where something was said and it was accepted and that was it what are you talking about so uh the elections of 2020 were perfectly fine that's it but now people are starting to do a stuff like, I don't know, asking questions. Now it's said to where you can find a social media platform. You can find somebody that will agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's called a, an exchange of ideas. It's an intellectual exchange of ideas. Sometimes there are people who are bat guano crazy on the, uh, on the interweb. And unfortunately, and I use that term purposefully, on the interweb, and, and you decide whether you want to believe it or not. And, you know, if you choose to believe it, that's your opinion. And generally, if you are patently false or, you know, bad guano crazy, it'll come out in the wash. But it's a free exchange of ideas. Some of them are bad or some of them are not. And, and by the way, the First Amendment was created to protect unpopular speech, not the popular stuff. Because uh, popular speech is easy. Oh, I believe in climate change. Hey, so do I. So does everybody else. And you got one guy over here going, no, but you see, it's based on crap. And here's why. Joe Manchin has a problem with that. Used to be you just you could just you know hear the story from the government or whatever or uh, you know whatever Uncle Walter on CBS News, and it was done. Yeah, he didn't make things better. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Final hour of the Rob Carson Show. Joining us at the bottom of the hour is uh, someone who's been very involved. Uh, One of the people who was instrumental in getting uh, a Republican governor in the state of uh, Virginia, Azra Nomani, exposed 
CRT and all of this nonsense in uh, Fairfax County schools. Now her latest is that uh, Fairfax County and other counties in the state of Virginia held back information about highly achieving children getting uh, uh, merit scholarships, national merit scholarships from the kids so it wouldn't make the kids who weren't as good in school feel bad. Yeah. Uh, this is going to get big and ugly. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to involve uh, civil rights violations. People are going to lose their jobs, and uh, Osra Namani is leading it. Thank you, Osra. Thank you. Oh, by the way, there's a new book. It's called Crushed: Big Tech's War on Speech, and uh, this is pretty fascinating. Just got a copy of it. Ken Buck is the guy who wrote it. It's about all of this media cabal. It shows how Google uses its monopoly to hurt consumers, silence conservatives. Uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, Instagram, on and on and on. You know it. Ken Buck quantifies it in his new book. And this week, if you watch Rob Schmidt's show on Newsmax, which you should watch every night, he's going to be talking to Ken about that, and we're going to get Ken on the show as well. Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com for listings. Rob Schmidt is uh, a major rising star in the uh, conservative movement as a news anchor, and uh, I just really... Uh, love his commentary and uh, and his bed. He's got a great bedside manner, very approachable and uh, and just uh, he's great. I, I I think he's I think he's uh, awesome. Let's go to Cindy in Hereford, Maryland. She wants to talk about climate change and Davos and all that uh, stuff that that ultimately is all about uh, you and I consuming much less and the elites getting much richer. Cindy, what's going on? How you how you doing, Rob? Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, Thanks for holding. <laughs> sorry. Um, what, it, what's, what blows my mind about these experts, um, they're in complete denial of geologic history. Because if you were to study geologic history, you would realize that times in the past, and just, just pick almost any time period where there were big advancements, either in marine life or terrestrial life, plant life, mammals, dinosaurs, you name it. All those time periods were dominated by tropical conditions. So yeah. the bottom line is that there are huge advances made and life thrives under tropical conditions. Yes, and, and that's, 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 that, that's why so many people uh, don't live above the Arctic Circle. <laughs> it's, it's true. And, and all this idea that we're all going to eat a nice supplement, but you know, humans did not become what they did just simply on nuts and berries and bugs. Yeah. They hunted for meat. But anyway, yeah. that's all I wanted to say, Rob. <laughs> all right, thanks for the call. And by the way, there was a guy uh, yesterday at the uh, at the Davos thing, and uh, who was he? The guy who was the, let me see if I can find the soundbite here. It's, it's pretty darn good. Uh, he is the president of Siemens Corporation. Stop it, Democrats, stop it. And he says that we should eat much uh, much less meat. Let me see if I can find this real quick. I apologize. I've got it right here in front of me. Hold on. There we go. Okay, let's look up. i got to go to my file here. i got to look up the word <clears throat> Siemens. It's S-E-I-M. Uh, here he is talking about, uh, this is uh, the president of Siemens uh, Incorporated talking about how uh, we need to stop eating meat because cl climate change and the reason why he stopped is because his daughter told him to. It's a very important point that you are addressing. Um, my daughter, 24, inspired me and said that how can you advocate for these zero carbon value chains if you still eat meat. 
So I stopped eating meat. Well, bravo, Dad. You capitulated to uh, your child who has a lot less life experience than you do. Now the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat in 11 years to compensate for a flight to... Oh, oh hold on. It's 11 years you've got to stop eating meat for what? Thailand. To, for, to compensate for a flight to Thailand. <laughs> yes. But if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you it has a big impact. Yeah. All you uh, little people, you have to stop eating your meat because, uh, you know... You, you. Well, by the way, you can't get any pudding if you don't eat your meat. I just thought you should know that. That's what I was raised with. You can't get any pudding if you don't eat your meat. I'm referring to a uh, Pink Floyd song, in case you didn't uh, understand that. So J Jacinda Ardern, Ardern, A whatever. Anyway, Ardern was a uh, COVID dictator of epic proportions. And, I mean, honestly, uh, bat guano nuts. Bat guano nuts. Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand. You know, most of the time, uh, uh, nothing against New Zealand, uh, but, you know, a lot of times you'll talk to somebody from New Zealand, you go, are you from Australia? And they're like, no, no, from New Zealand. Now you know that? Who are you doing? Like, I don't know, it was a trip on the bobby. Uh, you know, kidnapped by, by dingo, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, so maybe maybe uh, this is part of some sort of a pathos, uh, you know, a, a infer inferiority complex, or she's just psychotic. Uh, anyway, she has decided that she is going to uh, no longer be the Prime Minister. Because she really bleeped the country with regard to COVID, and the people are really mad about it. Here she is yesterday, tearfully resigning as the prime minister after she did her level best to uh, destroy the country. You cannot and should not do it unless you have a full tank, plus a bit in reserve for those unexpected challenges. As long as your tank isn't full of carbon-based uh, fossil fuels. This summer, I had hoped to find a way to prepare not just for another year, but another term, because that is what this year requires. I have not been able to do that. Uh-oh, she's getting so teary-eyed. I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. And the people of New Zealand are crying too, for joy. And then my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. That's the 7th of February, for those who can't understand her. Now, a couple things about this uh, insane woman. Uh, She's going to stay on as a member of Parliament until uh, April. <clears throat> her government imposed on the people of New Zealand some of the strictest COVID restrictions in the world. At the onset of the pandemic, for example, uh, books were deemed non-essential as Ardern and other officials attempted to keep people in their homes. Uh, August of 2021, following a six-month period where no cases of COVID were reported, Ardern sent the entire country into level four lockdown for three days when one man in Auckland tested positive. She also began the construction of COVID internment camps. Yeah, she did that too. Okay, those who choose not to adhere to the draconian po policies were hit with heavy penalties, including fines up to, uh, what, $8,400. Ardern was also an ardent supporter of tightening restrictions on New Zealand's online activity, calling for increased censorship, something we saw here. After years of clamping down on freedoms on her sentiments, Ardern's popularity has begun to plummet. She's down to 33% approval rating, which is right about where, um, well, I guess uh, Joe Biden is, actually. Yeah, and here is uh, uh, Jacinda Ardern, Ardern with some of her idiotic mandates. Stay local and do not congregate. Don't talk to your neighbours. Please keep to your bubbles. It comes. Don't talk to your neighbours. 
That's, I mean, she was down with it. I don't know. You remember a year and a half ago, our government said we shouldn't talk to our neighbors. Our government literally said that uh, you shouldn't have barbecues with your friends. There were municipalities that if you had eight or more people in your backyard for a barbecue, they would uh, drone you, find you, and uh, the police would approach you. You were encouraged in New Zealand to call the authorities on your neighbors. This is insane. It's down again to those very simple principles. We know from overseas uh, cases of the Delta variant that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. Yeah, it was all crap. It was all crap. New uh, headline, CDC is not fit for purpose, has lost the public's trust and needs to complete an o- a complete overhaul. This, according to a report by the agency's former director. 30-page report unveiled by the Center for Strategic and International Studies calls for the CDC to hire, retrain, uh, retain higher quality staff, get information out faster, and rebuild public trust in the agency after a rough pandemic period. Oh, the trust is never coming back. You screwed the pooch on that one when you said things like you can't go to church. And you had to take the vaccine and you couldn't travel if you didn't take the vaccine and you had to wear a stupid mask and your children had to stay home from school. Yeah, you screwed the pooch. There is no recovering the trust of the American people. There is no recovering what you did to us. New poll, uh, this was uh, late last year, found that 44% of Americans, just one in five Republicans, trusted the agency on COVID. In August, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, she, uh, she is the director of uh, the agency. She took the post in uh, midway through the pandemic, and she put the pedal to metal on covid and uh, And consequently, uh, uh, this new report says that the the uh, the agency should literally uh, go bye bye. the uh, The big picture here it is: we all see the need for a reset at the agency, according to according to uh, uh, Julie Gerberding, who served as the CDC's director from 2009 to 2009, uh, 2002 to 2009. Now, uh, CISIS member. Uh, some of the reset has to be structural. Some of it needs to be activity that only Congress can really manage, and that has to do with how the budget is structured. Blah 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 blah. Uh, we need a wholesale overhaul of every government agency. Okay, we know that the HHS, the DHS, Anthony Fauci covered up the origins of COVID, promoted uh, vaccines, mandated vaccines, approved vaccines that made vaccine manufacturers millionaires, covered up any billionaires, covered up uh, all sorts of vaccine injuries, uh, covered up all sorts of information about every aspect of uh, COVID. We know that the FBI and the DOJ are crooked. They they go after conservatives. They've been charged with going after conservatives. They have double standards, blah, blah, blah. IRS, uh, HHS, the HHS, which supposedly, or I should say DHS, which supposedly manages uh, the border and the sovereignty of the country. The DHS created a disinformation bureau in, inspired by Joseph Stalin's disinformatia bureau. They tried that. Literally, the Republican Party in charge of Congress this year needs to do a wholesale slashing of every budget in the federal budget. That includes 
I'll even say the DOD. The DOD, the HHS, the CDC, the IRS, the HHS, all of the agencies in the last year that we have exposed and have been exposed as a deep state that exists to enrich itself, impoverish you, and if you disagree with them, uh, persecute and even prosecute you. All right? You got a full plate, Congress. You better get to it. Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. The SS Bitanic sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. Parent turned revolutionary. Azdra Nomani joins us after the bottom of the hour to talk about the state of Virginia. In concert, a number of uh, school district schools, I believe they're up to 13 schools that kept uh, any notification of National Merit Scholarships from the children who got them in the schools, which would have gotten them scholarships, could have paid for their education completely through college. They didn't want the kids who didn't get them to feel bad. This is about uh, not equity, but uh, uh, assuring that everybody is the same, okay? No matter what. No matter how well you do, everybody gets graded the same. It is uh, it is uh, communistic, by the way. And we'll talk to her in just a second. Uh, something kind of interesting, um, and I, I've been talking about COVID and, and how uh, so many were played by the government uh, creating something out of it that wasn't, including uh, blowing up. As we know, Lena Wynn just wrote about in the Wall Street Journal. She's a, a leftist. She says that the uh, uh, hospitals blew up the... Um, number of people who died of covid uh and made it into if you had covid when you died that was listed at the cause of death uh 95 percent of the deaths uh, attributed to covid were actually caused by other comorbidities they just happened to have uh, covid when they died so we'll get to that but um, a new twitter files drop uh, how the pharmaceutical industry lobbied social media to shape content about vaccine policy. Journalist uh, Lee Fang released new Twitter files. How the pharmaceutical company lobbied social media to shape content about vaccine policy. The push included direct pe- pressure from Pfizer and uh, and BioNTech to censor activists demanding low-cost generic vaccines for low-income countries, among other things. In other words, all steering people toward the vaccine manufacturers that the U.S. government was in bed with. So you ever wonder why why we couldn't talk about hydroxychloroquine, why you couldn't talk about ivermectin, why you couldn't talk about anything else as far as the treatment of COVID, why doctors were told you cannot talk about that, you were shut down on social media, you were shut down by the mainstream media, you were made into some sort of conspiracy theorist. In the state of California, as a doctor, you cannot come up with your own COVID protocol. You have to follow the government's protocol. All right? That was kind of strange because Anthony Fauci was in charge. And Anthony Fauci was also in charge when this thing called HIV rolled around in the early 80s. I remember that. I was a kid. Everybody was terrified. And Anthony Fauci has been, uh, you know, in in his position in charge for, well, he, he just retired. He was in charge then. And there's still no vaccine for HIV. There's still no cure for AIDS. But what he did was. Uh, he moved people toward a uh, drug called AZT, which was incredibly expensive. 
and uh, was really damaging to people. Watch Dallas Buyers Club. It's a really good movie if you want to kind of get an idea. But it's kind of funny because I found some audio from a, a 1990 protest outside of the NIH. Uh, the NIH. They were protesting Anthony Fauci then. Listen. We're talking about their conflict of interest with the pharmaceutical companies. We're talking about the fact that they don't allow people of color into their trials. We're talking about the fact that they don't care about women. They don't care about children. This is, thir this is 33 years ago. There's a blatant conflict of interest, and this runs rampant through all of NIH. And this is the history of how AZT became the subject of over 80% today of the studies being done by NIH for AIDS treatments. This one drug that's already shown itself to be highly toxic, very expensive, and of, at best, extremely limited effectiveness. Well, that's kind of weird. It almost kind of sounds like what happened the last couple, two years in this country. More from the protest in 1990. Very people that make the decisions about which treatments are going to get studied and which treatments are going to be ignored huh. are getting money from the leading drug companies. I think I need to hear that again. Listen carefully. Very people that make the decisions about which treatments are going to get studied and which treatments are going to be ignored are getting money from the leading drug companies huh. to do testing of those drugs. How can those people possibly be objective? <laughs> no peptide T, no compound Q. Anthony Fauci, I piss on you. There you go. That was 1990. <laughs> Let's go to, well, let me see. we got to get a call here real quick. Let's go to uh, Tom in Catonsville, Maryland. Tom, you got about 45 seconds. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, real quick. Following up on what you were kind of talking about before the break about how these agencies need an overhaul, we need to cut. You know, McCarthy is saying he's not going to raise the debt limit without cuts. I like part of that, but I don't like raising the debt limit part. I like the cutting yeah. part. We need to cut. We cannot afford this kind of debt. You know, it's, it's, it's scary. They talk about how we're 120% uh, GDP as far as the debt, and we're yeah. not like this except for, except for World War II. We're not at war now. But the problem is, what if we have to go to war? Do yeah. we have enough available credit to fight? We really need to think about this clearly. We need to cut. We need to cut, cut, cut. And if they don't know where to cut, go find 10 people from the phone book. Give them a red pen. They'll find plenty <laughs> of cuts for you. Yeah, I think we need to repo uh, Joe Biden's uh, Corvette, by the way, as well. Isn't that what happens when you can't pay your bills? <laughs> John, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, it, it's time. It's time for the bleep to hit the pan. It's time for Washington, D.C. to live like we do when we can't afford stuff. Uh, then we can't afford stuff. And you got to cut spending. Uh, Azra Omani is next. This is going to be good, good, good. Stick around. country and aren't down with freedom of speech maybe you should move down to cuba it's the rob carson show we have a special guest on the line and she is azra nomani uh she was a uh, a mom 
uh, of a high school student who recognized the BS that was being taught in classrooms in uh, Fairfax County, uh, also other counties in the state of uh, Virginia, and ultimately ushered in a Republican governor, uh, essentially on the platform of reforming education uh, with regard to woke nonsense being taught. Uh, She has become a rock star. She has much work to do, and she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you today? Oh my gosh, Rob! You spotted it early. You, you know, you you knew it back then in 2020. You're yeah. like, Astra, you're on to something, and yes. you got it. Your Spidey sense was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a tiger dad, I guess, to some degree, and you mess with my kid. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they don't, you might be able to get away with this crap uh, at university campuses. You may be able to get rid, uh, you know, to instigate these policies in, in federal uh, agencies and, and even private companies. But when it comes to messing with kids, uh, you know what? You don't mess with my kids because I would I would die for my children. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't don't mess with my kids. Azra, before we get into the massive uh, exposure of the National Merit Scholarships being hidden, what got you originally started on this? Your son was a student at what was supposed to be the top high school in America, Thomas Jefferson High School. How did this all start? Oh, my gosh. I just happened to print out the birthday present I got from the principal, Anne Bonitatavis. On June 7th, 2020, in case anybody wants to remember my birthday, put it in your Google calendar. <laughs> um, 8, 8.44 p.m. Got the message. Here's her message. This is, again, remember a few weeks after George Floyd's killing, right? Yes. He's a white principal. Shouldn't matter, but becomes relevant to the story uh, in Fairfax County, Virginia, which has leaned very Democrat, right, in recent years, she's got to prove herself. And so this is her email to us, the mostly immigrant, mostly Asian parents. She tells us that the recent events in our nation with black citizens facing death and continued injustices remind us that we each have a responsibility to our community to speak up and take action. Of course. Who doesn't know that, right? Sure. Yeah. We're there, honey. We got you. And then she continues, please think of privileges you hold that others may not. Oh, boy. A little scolding. And then she goes on to tell us that the number of black and Hispanic students in our school is not representative of the demographic in the county. And that (laughs) must be changed. And that is the beginning of the end of our school because not of any you know particular student of course it's about administrators who had an agenda yeah. and that was a, you know a activist agenda yeah yeah and things uh, got much worse and i thought after glenn yunkin uh, won election based on uh, the nonsense that they were spewing and the nonsense they were teaching in schools in uh, Fairfax and Loudoun counties, uh, which ended up being, uh, you know, uh, an earthquake around the country. Uh, I, I guess I had no idea that it would become as bad as it has, including now how many schools in uh, in the state of Virginia actually uh, did not tell kids who got National Merit Scholarships that they got them, uh, possibly costing the kids not only prestige, but also scholarship money and possibly uh, tuition paid at, uh, at great universities. Tell us about what's going on there. Oh, my gosh. So fast forward two and a half years. And just like you said, 
these guys are just doubling down in their activism. And this fall, an intrepid mom named Shauna Yashar discovered that her son had been delivered his National Merit Commended Student Award in mid-November, weeks after the early admission deadlines and scholarship deadlines. She wondered what happened because, wow. in fact, the school had found out about it much earlier. Well, in the course of my reporting, little Nancy Drew in Fairfax County, <laughs> I learned that indeed my son in the in the fall of 2020 had received that same oh award. Yeah, two oh years later, I learned this. They'd kept it a secret, hadn't told us, and Shauna told her story publicly. This is the courage of this mom. I wrote about it in City Journal. It was one school, December 21st. It is now 17 schools in Northern Virginia, where woke has come to stay, they think. Let me ask you about your son, because I'm going to tell you, when I see your, when I hear your story, when I was in high school, I busted my butt yes. through it all. Uh, my home life was hell. And when I got to school, I got to school my senior year, six in the morning for choir practice, for speech practice. I was an honor, National Honor Society. Uh, during my senior year, I'd get off at 1.30, then go work at a truck stop from 2 to 10. It was incredibly important to me. I remember my valedictorian. Her name was Joan Kilpatrick. I remember. You know why? Because she was great. And all the other kids wanted to be like Joan. Couldn't believe that this, this person was so accomplished in school. When your son found out two years later that he had won a National Merit Award. How did he feel? How did he react? And how did you react? Oh, my gosh. I felt like I had been both punched in the gut and stabbed in the heart. You know, it was just so devastating because that was a very tough fall and winter. The SAT scores weren't even being considered anymore in schools. My son, I'm not bragging here. I just want to get the metrics out there of the kind of kids that they're messing with. My son got an 800 out of 800 on the math of SAT. Yeah, 750 wow. out of 800 on verbal because he's got this mama that's a writer, right? So <laughs> he loves his words. But this this kid, along with every other TJ kid, had a tough admissions cycle that mm -hmm. year. And all we needed was just one attaboy. This, this just to make you feel better, you know, just to put that on your resume, to give you a little bit of a um, of an accolade to share. And I just gave him a hug and congratulated him. And um, and, you know, these kids, they're so resilient and yet suffer so much silently and quietly that sometimes you don't know what they're processing. They just keep striving. Right. But my mom, Rob, you didn't ask about my mom yet. Oh, go, <laughs> go ahead. My mom, my mom, grandma there, she said, I said, hey, mom, what, what do you want me to um, talk about today? And she said, where's the money? Yeah. Where's the money that these kids should have gotten? Isn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah. She, yeah she Hell said, yeah. It's not right. And and you're you're so funny because, Rob, I just smiled remembering you remembering your valedictorian. I remember Anna Facati. Yeah. She got Honor Girl from the Dominion Post. And she sent me a little note in middle school and said, oh, Asra, you should have gotten that. And I didn't think I should have gotten that. I, didn't <laughs> care. I was happy for Anna. Yeah. But you brought up a point, which is that Shauna learned that the student services director and the principal 
had delayed notification in part because they didn't want to hurt the feelings of the other students who didn't receive the award. So this is a, uh, I guess, bordering on, if not complete, uh, violation of uh, children's uh, uh, civil rights. Yes. Uh, Where where is this going? How are you going to uh, rain hell? I mean, sorry, did I say that? Um, I mean, uh, take action against these school districts. You know what's so awesome? Like, we could not have even expected this. It is one month later. We, we the parents, have forced transparency so that we know the number of schools, forced public meetings with the superintendent. And, of course, we don't expect um, oversight from them. But the attorney general, Jason Mieres, yes. has the civil rights investigation. Yes. And the governor has introduced this legislation with uh, lawmakers to make it mandatory. Can you even imagine that you have to pass a law to, yeah. to people to do their jobs? Yes. It's mandatory that the kids get uh, notification and the parents get notification of these kind of awards. It is remarkable. And when I was reading the headline this morning about uh, making a law that had to, uh, it honestly, it is ridiculous. This, this, And I know that the Fairfax superintendent, I had this uh, PSA she did that wanted to guarantee not only uh, equality, but also, uh, or equity, but equality of outcome, which yeah. is which is communism. I mean, it's, it's not raising the votes of those who are uh, not as well, uh, doing as well academically. It's meant to destroy those who are doing exceptionally well. What do you hope happens from this i personally i hope people get fired and i and i hope if there are some illegality that people uh, pay the price um possibly with their freedom uh for doing this for for doing this to uh, to kids what do you think yes rob absolutely all along since summer of 2020 i have had a strategy for personally that i call the al capone strategy <laughs> al capone was not found guilty of all of the murders and heinous crimes that he committed he was sent to jail for tax evasion. And um, and that's what we're going to find here, I know, is just serious corruption. We've got that equity contract that you mentioned. Sole source, no bid contract. It was not open to bid. The superintendent gave the bid, the contract to a friend of hers that had she had hired back in her home. Now, 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 for those who don't know, $450,000 to an equity expert, right? Wasn't it essentially in a nutshell? Tell us about it. Exactly. Nine months of work. And I looked at his PowerPoint and it is cut and paste from other school districts. He even gets FCPS, our school district acronym, wrong because basically didn't, you know, change the slide deck. And um, and it's just it's and you know, what's really funny. I looked at his PowerPoints from five years ago because that's what we do. Right. And. He never mentioned equity. It was all about equality. But now this is the new buzzword. This is the word that sells, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he's all about. But we, the parents, we are marching. We are literally on the sidewalk in front of these schools with signs that say save merit. I'm looking at one right now. Stop the war on kids and the corruption. These, these these superintendents and principals are messing with the wrong mama bears and papa bears. Yeah, and I, I have a headline for you. Check this out. Uh, $3.4 billion spent on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in 2020 with no good evidence they work. This just came out. This is nonsense. This is a big grievance, all right? That's what this is. Big, the, the grievance industrial complex, that's what this is all about. Uh, and this is on the heels of a number of different things that are, uh, that are uh, paid for by the government. You've got uh, uh, big 
offense, like to call it, people who get offended. Uh, it's big offense, and the big offense, what does that mean? Well, if somebody's offended, then they have to be sent, then, then other people have to be sent to sensitivity training. They have to do seminars. They have to do PowerPoint presentations, and they have to hire idiots like you've just talked about for $450,000. Unbelievable. Yeah, Rob, and guess what? Full circle then. What do the activists want to say about our, us, the parents, as we say, hey, this is a grievance now, a legit grievance of ours. You want to get can I Can I guess? Are you a white supremacist? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. They're, they're calling us white supremacists and privileged. So it's back, privileged. It's the echo chamber of, yeah. the, of the principal's words to us in 2020. It's coming back. And, and that's the thing, though. As you know, as a dad, they're never going to topple us. No. They're never going to topple us because, like you said, you know, right before we came on air, this is the hill we will die on. Oh, yeah. We we will fight for our kids till death because that was our sacred duty when they came into this world. And yeah. that's the responsibility we took on to protect them. Azra, um, you you created an earthquake. Well, you, I, I, what you've done, you... you I'm trying to be cool about this. I admire what you've done. I'm not meaning to just blow smoke up, you know, whatever. But oh, wow. you did create an earthquake. You and others who cared enough, who loved the kids enough, and saw this malfeasance, this nonsense. Uh, and, and you have created an earthquake. You got a governor elected, and now you have exposed this. What, yeah. what are you hoping happens <clears throat> in the last 60 seconds of this interview? What do you suppose is going to have to happen next? I do see it as a plural you, honestly, because, you know, it was Martin Luther King's um, commemoration. And the theme this week was that it begins with you. Yeah. And and I um, contemplated on that in a little talk I did. And I, the you is our parents, our ancestry, our friends. Rob, I will never forget every the first text messages I got from you in 2020, the enthusiasm you had, the fire in your belly for this cause. Thank you. That, yeah, that is infectious it's this uh, this idea that courage is contagious and it's true it's 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 just like we feed off each other and every time i get a text message from you rob i know <laughs> I, I know that i am on target because that means you don't know what that means to me Osri. you don't know what that means because i just i just saw your passion and and uh and i just shoot text that that, that meant something to you is is uh, mind-boggling to me it really is because uh, I just I'm happy for you. I I don't think you know. I'm proud of you if that means anything. Whatever. I just you've become a history maker, and I think it's amazing. And I just want to wish you Godspeed and oh. keep up the good work. Yeah, and stay with you know you're with us in this, Rob, and every oh, yes. single person listening. We are yeah. in it together for yeah. America and for kids. It's that hey, simple. Let me ask you because we're running short on time. Where can people help you find out about what you're doing? Where's the best place? Yes, please. So we have a new website that Great. you know we created overnight, um, working on the, the midnight hour. Um, it. It's called SaveMerit.com. Yay. Literally off my GoDaddy and a WordPress, you know, <laughs> operate. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then and then we have a, a email address called save merit now at gmail.com. Like right. if you wonder in your school district that this is happening, I've got the email address for the National Merit folks and we'll definitely send it to you. All right. Yeah, well, as you're, as you're building the uh, the site and everything, SaveMerit.com, and uh, and we'll we'll definitely put that up on all social media. Uh, have a great weekend. Keep up the fight. 
Thank you for being uh, with us. You're making an earthquake happen, and we thank you for doing that. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. I want to thank Audra Nomani for being on the show today. She's been absolutely awesome. Uh, we're adding affiliates to the, uh, radio sta- to the radio show, I should say, including the three great radio stations in New Hampshire, and uh, we uh, just bagged huh, New York. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. And you know why? Because uh, this is resonating, all right? And for those of you who are new to the show, uh, one of the taglines I use is called uh, Don't Catch the Stupid, all right? And it, it's, a, it's a matter of common sense. And, uh, and when you look at uh, all of the nonsense that's being spewed, uh, I hope that we can make uh, 2023, the year that we turn from nonsense, back to common sense. And this will be our official theme song for the year from Jim Arizona. And Corona. Yeah, Jim Gossett, by the way. All the lies about them they've been telling you. How did they win it? The freaking Senate. Yeah, yeah. When the votes that they received were very few. That's kind of weird. Don't catch the stupid. Uh-huh. Don't buy their BS. There you go. That climate change is real. Inflation's not. <laughs> Don't catch the stupid. Don't believe them. Because distraction and diversion's all they got. We all know that Hurricane Ian was the result of global warming. Russian collusion led to confusion. January 6th is a smoke screen. The new Green Deal is a disguise. Like their mandate forcing you to take vaccine. Uh, Don't catch the stupid. You just can't do it. That in women's sports, men should compete. No, they shouldn't. They're teaching sex ed in kindergarten. (laughs) Their destructive policies we must defeat. Like wear a mask. Man, wear a mask. Statues have fallen. It's so appalling to ignore Hunter's laptop and his theft. Don't catch the stupid. Reject their nonsense. Don't catch the stupid, reject their nonsense. Everything is stupid on the left. Here you go. There you go. So what we have to do is we have to deride, humiliate the uh, the people who would uh, do this nonsense, realize they are a small percentage of the population, and dedicate ourselves to saying, uh, not only no, but how about hell no? There you go. There you go. How about, uh, yeah, yeah, the border's open. Shut up. It's open. Don't try to tell me it's not. 2020 election, I have every right to question the 2020 election. I do believe Arizona was stolen. I know, I can't say that. Yeah, I can. It's my opinion. You know? Uh, COVID was overplayed. It was overdiagnosed. Uh, I've been proven right. Crazy. If you just pay attention. All right. Going to take a break, come back, wrap things up in a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen, Newsmax.com slash listen, listen, subscribe and share with others. Have a glorious day tomorrow, a big old TGIF. In the meantime, do not catch the stupid. See you then. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.